0: Hello and welcome to Cubicles in Christ. Kelly Johnson, certified leadership coach and founder of Be Well My Soul, is on a mission to encourage and inspire you to be spiritually authentic and thrive in life. Let's join the conversation with Kelly now. Today we are going to talk about success. Obviously this show is about being spiritually authentic and thriving in life. But I think one of those unspoken questions so many of us believers have is, can I really be successful in life and be spiritually authentic? Can I do this Christian thing and really enjoy who I am and and all the things that I accomplish? Well, I think you're going to be so excited about today's guest. Katera Washington Patton has actually looked at success from multiple angles. She is the author of a series of books on successful living based on biblical characters. For example, Successful Moms of the Bible, Successful Women of the Bible, and Successful Leaders of the Bible. She has really wrapped it all up with a nice bow for us. I am so delighted to have you today, Katera. Thank you for being here and welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. It's great to be here.
0: I'm so excited. So I know you've had your latte. I had my coffee with, um, I tend to do, um, you know, my coconut oil and really max out the um, healthy fats in my coffee. So I'm ready.
1: Very good. (laughs) Yeah. Um,
0: So today I think you and I really felt energy around the conversation about spiritual authenticity before we dive in maybe kind of talk about your uh, background you are a mom Um, I know you've got a little bit of the south uh, being from Louisiana and now you're now you're in the south side of Chicago I
1: believe so (laughs) help us get to know you it's been an amazing journey. (laughs) I can definitely say that I um, am a native of Louisiana, actually a very small town um, in the Cajun part of Louisiana called Thibodeau, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. I'm very proud of my roots. I love Thibodeau. I love saying I'm from Thibodeau. When <laughs> I went to college, um, just about 60 miles away from college, uh, from Thibodeau. Um, it was a school where there were a lot of people from different parts of the country. And I would greet them and say, hey, where are you from? And they'd say Chicago, Detroit, wherever. And I'd be like, oh, cool. And they'd be like, where are you from? And I'd say Thibodeau. And they were like, huh? (laughs) (laughs) So small town that I expected everyone understood and knew where Thibodeau was. That's my beginning. Um, Went to undergrad in New Orleans and then got the bug to come north. To Chicago, actually, right outside of Chicago, um, Northwestern University in Evanston, I had no idea i 'd fall in love with Chicago. I kind of knew I wanted to travel and move around a little bit, but i didn 't know Chicago would be that spot. I um, really enjoyed my time here. I did take a job away on the East Coast for a little while, but I found myself right back in Chicago within two years and um, and in a different journey, I thought I would be a journalist, and in a lot of ways I am. I took a job at um, a magazine and did the journalism thing, interviewed the stars, had had a great time, but just didn't feel like that was what I was called to do for a long time. And found um, through prayer, actually, um, sent my resume to a Christian publishing company that I had known about, had no idea of their capacity, what they were really doing, and just from a blind Resume sent to the person in the masthead of a magazine. No wow. headhunter, no site. It was just wow. blindly, and um, that kind of started my career in Christian publishing. And I have not looked back since. Um, that that was just phenomenal, and and I re- remember how much I grew in that job because I basically edited Bible study guides for teens, which I love that population. And I remember just feeling like I was growing by leaps and bounds and I thought about it and I was like, whoa, but eight hours a day, you're reading the Bible. <laughs> like, wow. Who gets that luxury? Um, I, that also sent me on to seminary nice. where I studied um, theology and just got a bit more rooted in um, theology, really, in the Bible, and just um, really loved that. Um, And then from there, I went to another Christian publishing company. And in 2014 was when I just felt called to... Go out on my own and do special projects for publishers and for individuals looking to publish books to help them. And I've done that for going on eight, four years now. So it's been amazing. And it also gave me the opportunity to write my own book series, the Successful Bible Series, which, as you mentioned, has women of the Bible, moms of the Bible, as well as leaders of the Bible, where I got to really study these people and how they acted and how we can learn from them to live successful lives ourselves. So it's just been an amazing journey and um, I could not have predicted it. And um, God really is amazing. And not only the desires of our hearts, but shaping plans that we have no clue about. So that has sustained me <laughs> doing darker times. Yes,
0: I love it, and congratulations on your success. We're going to talk about your transition um, around sort of the twenty fourteen timeframe. So four years ago, um, it's hard to believe it's already twenty eighteen now. So
1: I had to change from three to four. I was like, Ooh. I know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, but just congratulations, and it's you know a blessing. I think. Uh, It's a blessing for me to hear it, but I think Uh it will be a blessing for others to hear and be reminded of how, you know, we have plans and we Uh have little, little seeds of dreams. Uh And when we submit ourselves to the Lord, he will water them, he will fertilize them. Uh And when they blossom, they are so much more fulfilling, um, sometimes bigger than Uh what we imagined. Um, So I just love that. I'm so excited. Um, Talk to me a little bit about, okay, so you've, you've done the corporate thing Uh and how did you, what was your journey like as it relates to being spiritually authentic as a Christian woman?
1: Well, um, it kind of, my journey goes in and out to a degree and I mean, in and out, it means in and out of Christian environments. Um, So I've had to practice in more secular environments, as well as in Christian environments. My first couple of jobs were clearly more um, secular focused. One was for children um, for news, and the other was a black media entertainment company. So, but I was a newer. Christian at that time so I was excited I was on fire in fact I even shared with a friend just recently at one of my jobs I got almost everybody to come to my church All Mm. who worked directly (laughs) with me knew me as the person who went to church who went to Bible study prayer service so they came to me and were like okay we need you to pray we need you to do this and then in a few years I looked up and these people who I worked with had joined my church wow I would call myself that little spiritual on fire at that point in life. Um, I had done some serious praying, serious connecting with God. And, you know, the times where my old pastor used to call it, things are clicking like clockwork. It's all about God. You're, you're so fresh. You're so zealous. That's a nice space to be in. But it's also, I think it doesn't last. It's, yeah. It is the beginning stages in a lot of times about spirituality, because mm-hmm. then you're going to hit a big rock or some other piece <laughs> of life, and then it's like, whoa. But I, I have had the beauty of being that inspiration in the midst of craziness on the job where people really would just come to me. Then I got to be in the Christian environment where, like I said, I felt myself growing because I'm here, steeped in the word for eight hours, almost to a degree in a little bubble, because... Mm. You are reading the word and doing this life feels different. Um, but at the same time, you also can hit those bumps in the road there right. and have to rely on on what you've done. So I, I've definitely seen, like I said, both environments and both have their challenges as well as their joys.
0: Yeah, yeah. So what what does it mean to you personally to be spiritually authentic?
1: I think it means truly being in touch with who you are at your core. And when you're a Christian, that is, you are a reflection of Christ. And the more you know about Christ, the more you look like Christ and act like Christ. Authentically, it's not a fake thing. It's not something you even have to go out of your way to share. I don't have to tell you I'm a Christian. Mm -hmm. It shows through my daily interactions. Um, And there is a concept that we are letters ourselves. Mm-hmm. And some people may not actually know the Word of God. They don't know those scriptures that have rooted us as Christians, but they can see that exemplified in your life. Like, why are you always so cheerful? Why did you see the good side of this? Why are you being so nice to Him and we saw Him be mean to you or dog you up? Those are things that are not necessarily something they have read in the Word of God, but clearly have seen exemplified in you and you get the chance to to share with them what that means. So it's creating, it's being who you are and creating an environment where others can be attracted to it and want to find out more about you and God, of course.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. That's, In the midst of day-to-day living. Absolutely. Going, <laughs> yeah. It's not creating a new setting. It's, it's like we're dealing with real-life things right now.
0: Right. And I think it's also about... It's about that day to day. One of the things that I have personally experienced, especially as my faith has grown, um, my level of understanding of the Word of God has grown, Mm -hmm. that at some point there becomes this, well, it can become a tension point,
1: Mm -hmm. right?
0: Mm -hmm. So it's, it's almost as if, how much am I going to be willing to compromise who I am at my core. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I love your definition of spiritual authenticity. Um, It is about who you are at your core. Mm -hmm. And depending on the situation or the season you're in in your life, Mm -hmm. there may become a crisis of belief. One of my favorite authors is Henry Blackaby and his book, Experiencing God. And he talks about how at some point we will all likely face a crisis of belief. And sometimes that can show up in the workplace. Uh Um, I'm just curious, did you ever experience a time in your career, um, where you had a a tension point or you had this sort of, wow, I am, God has, is creating me to become something more, something Uh different. How did you reconcile that?
1: Um, that's deep. <laughs> I have um, a couple of cases that come to mind um, and I don't want to sh- overshare, but uh, just to paint the picture, even when you're working, like in, a, let's say, the Christian environment, you, you can think certain things and believe certain things and then realize that maybe they're not as they are um, or as you thought they were. And in this case for me, There were some things that I discovered, especially as I got into management and sat in certain meetings and heard certain things that that went against what I believed. Mm. And it saddened me. It frustrated me. It caused um, tension, actually, like you said. But I had to, again, go to God. I mean, I remember praying heavily (laughs) over some (laughs) of these. And at that particular time, I felt led to leave. And that was tough because actually it was a dream job. I really enjoyed my job, but there were just some things that were rubbing me the wrong way. And to quit is not always the answer. Sometimes we're called to stay. That's right. To be in the midst of that and actually maybe to pray through it for others as well as ourselves. At this particular time, I felt like I was called to leave. But then what do you do? Do you leave without a job? Do you, you know, there's all signs still other questions but um I had to steep everything in prayer and and trust God and trust that he was leading me and even through that when I did leave I went to another job from that particular instance and I had to mourn mm-hmm. but I had also considered a dream job because sometimes things are dream jobs for a season it was where I needed to be for this amount of time. And I had gotten comfortable there and I liked it there and I didn't want to move. So I had to go through a season of mourning and just saying, okay, this was there. I learned a lot. I did a lot, thank God for that season. Now I have to trust that he's leading me somewhere else. Um, so it's clearly all related to prayer and mm-hmm. digging deep and, and just being connected to God through and listening for what you need to do next.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, sometimes people might wonder, you know, well, why is it important to be spiritually authentic? And, and maybe even another angle to that could be, what are the benefits you've seen in your life, Katera, uh-huh. um, by being spiritually authentic? Anything come to mind?
1: Um, actually, that's a great question, because as you were talking, I was thinking about how I'm off balance when I am not truly spiritually connected mm. or authentic. And when you've been in a position of being balanced, being connected, knowing you're walking in the will of God, knowing it's, it's a difference. And yeah. you want to get back to that space. I want to be in the space of those times where I remember hearing clearly from God, where I remember the first thing I do when I wake up is I commune with God, and then I take that with me throughout the day. And when someone says something offensive to me, I immediately start to pray for them and me. That is just a almost like a Zen place. Yeah just a difference. It's like as the word says, when you abide in him, he abides in you. And to really be at that place, you know it, you feel it, you enjoy it. Now, I just don't know if life will allow us to always stay there. Mm -hmm. But I do think I'm always striving to get back there when I'm not. Yeah, not in line. And I I can you can feel it. You can tell like, you know, I'm, I'm just not quite there and as the word says or as um people say interpreting the word when that balance ha- imbalance happens you have to ask who th- who um went away who moved and we know God didn't shift <laughs> <laughs> the word does say when we draw nigh to him he'll draw nigh to us so if there is a disconnect it's it's on our part right and so um i think when we're not quite spiritually authentic when we're not allowing ourselves to truly be who we know we are that can bring the unalignment and we get on imbalance and, and for me I want to run back to the place of being balanced of being authentic.
0: Yeah, yeah. And you know, I I love that whole balance concept. Um not not to make a, a long story super long, but um our pastor is a military veteran and so he has dealt with physical pain and injuries, oh. right? Oh. And he went to, he shared this story once where he had gone to a doctor. He was getting examined. And the doctor was like, uh, how long have you, have you um, been this tight in your muscles? And he didn't even feel it.
1: Oh. it
0: he was out of balance. Mm-hmm. He was, um, you know, his muscles were tight. And it had become his new normal.
1: Mm-hmm, Yeah.
0: And so he didn't even recognize that his body physically was out of balance. And I think when we are spiritually imbalanced, when we're not being authentic to who God created us to be, I think sometimes a potential trap or challenge is that we don't recognize why we're not satisfied. We don't recognize why our energy isn't quite where it is could be, or we're not functioning um, at our best or what we believe our best to be. So I love what you're saying about something just is off.
1: (laughs) I want to get back over there. I remember that place. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you've written a lot about success. um, Mm -hmm. And in particular, you've looked at a couple of women angles. Um, I have the copy of the successful moms. Yeah. And I've shared it with a couple of my mom friends and You know, not every woman is going to be a uh, biological mother, um, but many of us play um, nurturing roles, and I'm just curious from the different research you've done on women in the Bible in particular, does anything come to mind, any particular woman from the Bible come to mind in terms of her journey around being authentic to who God made her to be?
1: Yeah, it's always, um, she's the first woman I started off with, moms in the Bible, and I do mean it clearly as spiritual moms, uh, moms as nurturers, people as nurturers, women, and as well as even men, Mm -hmm. but it's Mary, the mother of Jesus. Um, Her story is, it it wasn't necessarily that special to me before I wrote about it, but I had always remembered little pieces about her journey, how she pondered what Jesus was going to do, how, I mean, this woman knew her son was born for a time such as this, and she still had to nurture him and be the mom there. So she's like a complex person to me to understand how, how do you live that life? Like Mm -hmm. knowing your son will be sacrificed. Like you're having this child to be sacrificed. This is the purpose of this. Um, So I really like doing this whole study, enjoyed diving into her. Her story and a couple of the takeaways from it is she was always pondering what God had told her. So that very first time when the angel came to her telling her she was going to have a baby, um, she kept those things in memory. And so when Jesus did special things like when he was in the temple and they were mad, because they couldn't find him, she pondered this and she reflected on it. And I think in today's society, we're so fast paced. We're doing millions of things. God knows we are. But if we could just find the space and the time to ponder the messages that God has spoken to us about our lives, about our relationships with other people, throughout our lives. Like, you know, God has told us you're gonna do this or you're gonna make a difference here. I've called you for such a time as this, so I want you to do this. To remember those words and repeat them over and over, even when it doesn't seem like, hey, how is this really gonna turn out? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I just love that image of her pondering in her heart, almost meditating on his words constantly. And that's how she got through what, you know, is kind of insurmountable, seeing a child die and sacrifice, because she knew the end game. And and I just love that idea of being a busy working mom, a successful woman, but still having that space and time to just ponder and reflect on what God has said. It almost seems like you're centered. She's centering herself with the words of God. And I think that's a reminder for us all. It's like, you know, we need to center ourselves. That, that needs to be the message I hear most often running through my mind. What mm. God has said to me, what God has said about me. Um, even when news is bad, and life is crazy. That needs to be, that's my main channel running through my mind.
0: Absolutely. Ooh, I love yeah. that. Uh, I love even just hearing you audibly say, ponder in her heart. hmm even that just made me slow down for a minute. Uh And I actually wrote a blog post about um, the dangers, the risk of being uh, a multitasker, a chronic multitasker. Um, And I felt like God was speaking to me about how if we're not careful, Uh distractions can Uh keep us from our purpose. Uh And there are so many distractions. Uh, <laughs> um, yes, we live very full and busy lives. We're all we're all overscheduled. Most of the time our families are over scheduled. Um, as women in particular, we overcommit ourselves, we say yes to too many things. Um, and don't even add in like how many times you check your social media feeds. Um
1: I, I recently told a friend, I was like, we have all these tools of technology to keep us connected more to have, I was like, but we still, we have less time with people than we have ever. I, I just, there are friends I haven't seen in so long. And I'm like, wait, what is wrong with this? It feels really odd. It feels <laughs> yeah. imbalanced. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, you're right. I I think that's a really good takeaway from this conversation today about making sure um, we are uh, uh, scheduling, I hate to even use that word, <laughs> but really disciplining ourselves, yeah. yeah. taking yeah. time to ponder in our heart the things that the Lord is saying to us right. yeah. um, and just really being open for that. Um, you know, one of the things I like to ask about is, uh, have you ever had an Esther moment and uh-huh. have you ever had that? season in your life after pondering in your heart what the Lord is saying to you, that maybe there was a bit of a a turning point. Uh Does does anything come to mind for you there?
1: Um, I think particularly with the Esther moment was when I looked at my life in 2014. And I can honestly say, I was praying about a situation at work, but my role at work was I was in a great place. I was in a good position. I enjoyed it. I was traveling a little more. I was working on some projects I had always wanted to work on. In fact, I had just developed a series, a book series for young girls, which I was all excited about. Um, So it was was actually a good season at this particular job. One little incident had me praying particularly about how to solve it, how to handle it, how to, to whatever. It was definitely not a prayer of, Lord, should I quit my job or not? It was mm-hmm. more of, okay, how do I work through this situation there? Sure. But in the midst of that praying season was when I got the the thought, the inkling of freelancing, being on my own. And it was all couched around my daughter. I wanted to be able to be present. My job was at, um, at least an hour commute one way. So I was spending at least two hours on the road. My daughter was about to start preschool at an actual school, a pre-through preschool through eighth grade school, so it's real school. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to be around. I didn't want to be a mom that you only saw it pick up and drop off. I wanted to be the mom that went on the field trips, that got to come in and do the volunteer hours, that talked to the teacher. If the teacher needed something, she was there. So this was actually a perfect opportunity to use my skills. I wasn't going to be a stay-at-home mom, not that there's anything wrong with that, clearly, but our income and our family had been set up for two. Right, right. (laughs) I needed to roll with that, and that was was a very real (laughs) reality. Um, So I needed to work, but. I also was in an industry that I could be a freelancer. Freelance was not a bad option. I was at the point in my career where I had options. I mean, and I had contacts. I wasn't starting out looking for work. I had developed serious projects with different people, and I had relationships with publishers, so I felt like, whoa! Although I hadn't been thinking about it, this does feel like the perfect time to stretch out on faith and go freelance. So. As an Esther moment, I told myself I wasn't going to be afraid, because I knew it could be scary. Um, I didn't see all the numbers I thought I should see, you know, the six-month income stayed (laughs) up, but as soon as I submitted the resignation letter, contracts came through. I had contracts before I actually left the job. Praise God. um, So, yeah, and honestly, a friend just told me I was her inspiration for doing this, because Deep down, a lot of people want to leave the nine to five and do their own business. And while that wasn't fully what I was intending to do, I was really trying to do this more as a lifestyle change of being available to my child. Wondrous things opened up. I had been in publishing. I was the acquisitions person for our publishing company, and I gave out those contracts, and I know how few and far between they were. It's very hard to do that, and within a year and a half of quitting my job, I had a contract for a book series. Not that I had even sought that out, so um, just amazing things happened as a result of that act of faith. Praise God. At the same time, major spiritual growth happened, not only because it was always great because it was hard sometimes sometimes i was waiting on checks or waiting on jobs or waiting on contracts and i had to go to god in prayer and continuously say god will provide god has done it before god will and so while um it's clearly not an easy journey (laughs) it's not always like whoa i got lots of work and lots of money coming in um it's still a very worthwhile journey and i'm reminded that this was God's decision. And so I am here for the ride, (laughs) here to be obedient, here to follow what God says to do. Amen.
0: I I can agree and relate to that uh, on so many levels. Um, What what advice would you give to other people who might be listening to this? Maybe they're in their Esther moment right now. Uh Um, What would you remind them of? A couple of
1: things. God is faithful. If you review your own personal journey, you will see where God has shown up. Sometimes it feels like the last hour, but that's okay because that's <laughs> the hour and God has that. Um, On a deeper, not deeper, but on a personal, a little bit of a personal message I'd like to share with people, and it's something I'm kind of working on in my head, and my mind, it might be a book, a blog post, an article or something, mm. is sometimes I feel like, our dreams can become our idols. And and there's danger in that. And there's caution in that because what happens when you attain them? Like what happens when you do say, I'm going to make that big career step and accept this role? Or in my case, what happens if I'm going to quit my five, nine to five job and do my own business and do this? That's great. That's wonderful. And it's beautiful to have goals. But when that becomes your Your main focus, your main point, the thing that you hinge your joy on, saying, when I get there, I'll be happy. What happens when you get there? And then you realize there's still life there. (laughs) There's still ups and downs. There's pros and cons. And um, the things you encountered when you were striving for this are still there. So um, it's, it's a weird place to be sometimes, but it's a reality. Mm-hmm. And it, it just reminds us to, again, be grounded in God, not even in our dreams, not even in our plans, but in God, because God will be there. And um, if the dream comes true, great. If the dream doesn't, if the dream looks different than what we thought, if we're still connected to God, we still have our peace. We still have that spiritual authenticity, that alignment that we need. And we're not left saying, is this it? Is this what I work so hard for? So that's kind of been one of the places I've been in lately, which is a reminder to me to focus on God, not only on my plans and my goals.
0: That is a strong message. And uh-huh. it, um, I think often about even relationships. And sometimes uh-huh. when I'm, you know, coaching others, um, it's sometimes relationships a spouse, a parent, mm-hmm. dare I say, our children, mm-hmm. can sometimes even become idols. Yeah, um, absolutely. And so I think I can't wait to see what you do with yeah. this little seed in your yeah. heart and mind right now. And <laughs> would love for you to keep us in the loop on that. What What else is next for you?
1: Um, I'm actually right now in the midst of working on uh, several projects for other people, writers or ghostwriting, um, working through some concepts with um, a devotional as well as a study guide for other authors. Um, That's one of the other things I do. I write my own stuff, but I also help other people who may not have the time or even the gift to sit down and truly craft their words. They have great ideas, Um, a couple of pastors who have great sermons, and so I take those and turn those into workbooks or devotionals or things people can use in their own private study as a takeaway, so I'm working on a couple of those projects right now.
0: Wonderful. Yeah. We wish you great success with those projects. Thank you. Um, I know our listeners will want to stay in touch with you. Uh, your books are available on Amazon, right?
1: And anywhere other books are sold, um, Christianbooks.com as well as um, the Lifeway piece, um, usually in some independent Christian bookstores. too okay.
0: Okay, I'll definitely be sure to include some links in the show notes okay, so great. that people can um, purchase and those books and support yes. you as well. Um, go ahead and give us your, uh, is Facebook the best way to stay in touch?
1: Uh, yes, if you're on Facebook, I am there as Katara Washington Patton. I also have a, books, uh, a, a page for my book series, which is Successful Bible Series. So if you search that, you'll find that. You can also visit my own website where you'll find a little bit more about the books as well as me. And that's katerra.pattenhome.net, K-A-T-A-R-A dot P-A-T-T-O-N-H-O-M-E dot net. And I'm sure you'll have that link.
0: (laughs) I will. I will be sure to include that link in the show notes as well. Um, It's been a pleasure. And I would just, um, if I could ask a favor, I would love for you to just touch and agree with me um, virtually all the way in Chicago um, as we uh, close out in prayer. Okay. All right. Father, we are just so thankful for your grace and your mercy. Thank you for allowing us to approach your throne of grace today together. Lord, we lift your name on high and we ask for the grace to be balanced in our spiritual authenticity uh, for who you created us to to be, and for those of us who are in our moments, in our seasons where it feels like such a time as this, I ask for strength and renewal. I ask for clarity, Lord, clarity to see you through the circumstances. Forgive us, Lord, for the times that we don't prioritize you. Um, help us to remember who we are through you, um, And we will just give your name the glory and the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. It's been a pleasure, Kelly. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much. I have enjoyed it as well. And I look forward to hearing more from you. Thanks so much, Katara.
1: Sounds good. Take care.
0: Take care. Bye-bye.
1: Thank you for joining this episode of Cubicles
0: in Christ. Be sure to visit BeWellMySoul.com for fresh, biblical inspiration and practical ideas to thrive in life. May you grow in peace, love, and soul prosperity.